this is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. Aldi Blues, welcome to another edition of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr. Johnny Seven, here as always, flying solo again today. Um, bit of Everton news for you. Look back at the Sunderland game and a look at your social media comments of the week. Uh, but starting off with a... I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to have to. A look back at what was, uh, well, a pretty poor performance, pretty poor game at the weekend against Sunderland. Um, the team lineup, I think people were expectant uh, when they saw it because... Barkley was in, Etu was in, and Lukaku was in. And also, we had what people would consider, at the moment, our strongest uh, defence as well. Coleman, Jags, Distan and Baines, and then Barry and McCarthy in front of them. So, Naismith unfortunately dropped out. It uh, was unfortunate to drop out, sorry. Uh, McGeady uh, started again. And um, so... There was cause for optimism, we'll say. Uh, I don't know how short-lived that was because it, uh, it was a pretty drab first half. Most notable thing that happened in the first half was a bit of a shocking injury for uh, Gareth Barry. A challenge from Jordi Gomez, who uh, featured more than once in the game um, and was stretched off with uh, fears that he might have actually broken his leg. Um, so Darren Gibson came on uh, the other thing that happened in the first half uh, Gomez had been booked and then decided that he wanted to try and uh, deceive the referee and simulate uh, a, a, a dive and went over just outside the box the referee uh, didn't give it so he was about to blow the whistle which would suggest that he thought Gomez was diving, but then let it go. Obviously, it would have been his second booking. Um, but let it go. Uh, so the, the two real moments of note in the first half. Uh, second half, I'm going through this quite quickly today because it really was, um, apart from the con- controversy, uh, yeah, not much to write home about, which... Yeah. Um second half we uh, stupidly conceded a free kick on the edge of the box and as soon as we conceded it I think many blues thought the same Larson's going to be having this and sure enough you know you try and cry it out and you say oh this is going in the top corner and you try and cry it out but uh it actually did go into the top corner and um, there's been a lot of fallout from this from fans saying uh, what the hell was Tim Howard doing on the wall with the wall Uh, I I thought the wall was very weak as in they didn't do the job I don't know whether Tim Howard positioned the wall well or not Um, but it wasn't really closed down that well I think Barkley ducked out of it a little bit Um, maybe he just didn't judge it right Uh, but Excellent free kick by Larson uh, anyway and put Sunderland 1-0 up. So, 
little bit of a little bit of a shocker, I'd say. But the way the way we performed, I couldn't see a goal coming from anywhere, uh, and you know that that's shocking to say when you've got uh, Barkley, Etu, Lukaku, and obviously even even uh, McGeady on the pitch. Uh, but I, I just couldn't see where where the breakthrough would come from. Um, so eventually it did come though in the 76th minute. Uh, excellent through ball from uh, Samuel Eto'o onto uh, Seamus Coleman, who didn't have a whole lot of joy down the right, um, but he, he did this time. Got in behind the defence and uh, cut it inside just in, into the middle of the goal and. Connor Wickham comes in and sides him down and uh, he's about maybe 8-10 yards out clean through on goal referee gives the penalty obviously a foul so how much more of a last man can you be if you are if you if, if the attacker is going through and he's about 10 yards out and is about to strike it uh, but he, as I say Lee Mason gave the foul, gave a penalty, but didn't even book Wickham. Uh, and you know whether you agree with, you know what should happen there or not. The the, the law, the letter of the law says, the last man, um, he should go off if he makes that tackle and or if, if he doesn't make that tackle and he makes the foul. So uh, we get the penalty anyway. Wickham, very lucky to stay on the pitch. But I, mean, I, I think even with Gomez and Wickham sent off, we, would we have been able to break them down? I don't know. But anyway, up step Bainsey after missing his last one. And, uh, well, I'd like to say confidently uh, puts the ball away, but kind of slid it in under Pantillamon's uh, frame. And uh, so... It was kind of down the middle-ish. So if he'd have just stood there, maybe stuck a leg out, he might have got it. But being such a big keeper, I think he's the biggest in the league. He tried to get down and he couldn't get down quick enough because it was so close to him. And uh, the ball went under him and went in. So luckily uh, for the Blues, uh, we got the equaliser. Leighton Baines back on song. Uh, by hook or by crook. as we, <laughs> You know. Um, but... From there, I struggle to think of any real opportunities apart from uh, there was one. I think it was one in the first half where Lukaku had a decent uh, effort from you know a pretty much a, t- a tight angle, uh, and then he also had a one-on-one which uh, he, he really, really should have done better with from a terrible back pass. Uh, one of the Sunderland lads put him straight through on goal, and. It, I don't know. In that situation, I think he tried to make sure. You know, his confidence isn't great at the moment. He tried to make super sure by going around the goalie. But I think in those terms, you just got to blast it, haven't you? You've either got to blast it if you got if you're playing with confidence. You know, uh, either dink it over the goalie or you know around. But he's tried to go around the goalie, and Pantilamon's got a hand to it. So you know. Uh, should have done better really and that was our best chance of the game all the other, all the other efforts from what I can remember 
were just screamers from about 30 yards out, which went about 30 yards wide and over the bar. Uh, just, you know, we've, there's been a criticism of Everton over the years that we uh, we don't have a go from outside the box. You know, there's, obviously there's we've scored many a screamer over the past few past few seasons, but then there's also you know a million times where we'll just keep on passing it we'll get a good position on the edge of the box and then instead of having a go it'll go back wide again back to Baines back to uh, over to Coleman um, but I think this time they took the piss they weren't great positions they were just snatching at any opportunity uh, so frustrating really frustrating game uh, not the end of the world in my opinion a uh, one-all draw away. The way this league is going at the moment, you know, it can't be sniffed at. You know, the Swansea game the week before, nil-nil, and that they went, uh, they they beat Arsenal at the weekend. So, you know, these aren't. When you look at them on paper, you think, oh, you know, they, that should have been three points, but we're still within touching distance of the top four. Uh, I'm not saying I'm I'm happy. With those performances, I'm just saying it's not the end of the world. Um, some of the players who have come out for a little bit of criticism, obviously Lukaku, I think by the very nature of his signing, uh, 28 million, he's always going to be criticised unless he's uh, like on uh, on on song, like every game. Uh, I thought his touch at times was okay, but most of the time not good at all. Um, he he just really does need to. You know, if, he's, if he hasn't got close control, he, need, he needs to learn how to knock it into the space where he can get control and run onto it. Again, I'm not a coach; I don't know. Um, but that's it. Seems that's that seems to be what Naismith does sometimes. Sometimes his, his first touch, getting it under close control, isn't great. But he'll knock it wide or in fields, and then give himself a little bit of space to turn onto. Um, or he should work closer with Etu, who has got amazing close control. Just, uh, just, he just seems to have magic feet. Um, so he came out for, for a bit of criticism, and so did Darren Gibson. Uh, Darren Gibson, I've said a few times, best passer at the club. What I think he's still struggling for a little bit of fitness. He's never going to be uh, Gareth Barry because Gareth Barry has, has just made himself. Made that position his own. That, that central, that you know, that that central defensive midfielder, the mopping upside, uh, and the, you know the one who's always there to drop a pass back to and cover and you know dropping back in defence. McCarthy does it a little bit on the right, but he's a little bit more right in the middle of the pitch, mopping stuff up, and then you know he'll obviously get up and down to make tackles. But Barry is he's just become you know. A, Irreplaceable at that. I don't think that's going to be Gibson's game. I think Gibson's going to drop deep to get the ball from the defender, and then he's always going to be the one who's going to be ten yards or so behind the ball to receive and then start play again. Um, so very different. Uh, don't think he's fully fit. Um, I think he is more likely to come in for Barry than Besic. Uh, McCarthy's struggling with an injury at the moment as well so we might see both of them but I think it's going to be Gibbo and McCarthy uh, for the for the coming weeks um, other thoughts on the game 
I, I don't think Barkley's working out at the moment. Uh, I don't mean in a, in a physical workout sense. I mean actually, I think he he is another one who's he's struggling for full fitness, but and the expectation on on him is so high whether you know he, he brushes it off or not. We we want him to do something magic and we want him to drive the team forward, but he's not always in the in the best position. When we've got Lukaku and Eto there, where does Barkley fit in? Because somebody at some stage with those three is going to be out of position. Somebody, if you've got McGeady in there as well, somebody is always going to have to drop over to the left. So I I, I don't know I don't know if it, if it's working at the moment. I, I I think it's got to be two out of the three, but which two? I've got no idea. And I think I mean why 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 didn't Naismith play? I think the best performance, the best so far, has possibly been. Um, oh, my, my cat's just made an appearance on the podcast. The one I wanted to call Duncan Ferguson, but the missus wasn't too happy about. Uh, so, I uh, when when Naismith was up top and Etu was behind, I, I I think that works well. But you know, will you do you put Lukaku out on the right then? I just can't decide whether Lukaku out of position on the right is a better option than McGeady. McGeady very very creative and always seems to be at the heart heart of the attack most of the time. But is he producing a lot? He's still doing this thing where he's trying to trick every time, and he just needs to be more direct. Just you know, throw a trick in every every now and again. But in his unpredictability, it's become predictable. So. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what the best option is there. As for the left, um, I think it's got to be Pinar when Pinar's fit. Just keep a balance. Uh, the the left hand side with Bain, it's still. We still want to get out to Bainsey every time to try and create something. And the right hand side, we've got the problem with. I think when McGeady plays. It kind of hinders Coleman a little bit, where he should it should it should help him have enough you know a fully right sided player there with him, but it, I think it hinders him. So anyway, it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, we're still we're still doing all right. We're still unbeaten unbeaten in a few games, so you know hopefully we can just build on that. Um. Anyway. Going to come back. I said that I was only going to do a short bit on this. I did a short bit on the game, but like obviously my opinions on how the players are doing at the moment kind of took over a little bit. So I'll come back in a sec with some Everton news of the week. News. Quite a few little bits and bobs of news this week. Starting off with probably the biggest news is Gareth Barry. Uh, it was a suspected broken leg, but it appears to be more like ligament damage that he's got. So it should be weeks that he is out rather than months. So a, a lot of Evertonians breathed a huge sigh of relief when we found out that news. Speaking about news, the Echo reporting this news that Roberto come out and said, that Barry is the best midfielder in that position in the Premier League, and it just so happens on the uh, the same day that he goes and gets himself quite a serious injury. So, Roberto, stop jinxing our players. 
Um, other news of the week. Uh, former Everton boss, and he's just been reported as um, mainly former Manchester United boss. Uh, David Moyes has moved over to uh, Real Sociedad to take charge there. Rumours are that he wants to take former blue Phil Neville with him as well. Um, to be honest, I think we should bury the hatchet a little bit. You know, I, I wish he would just come out and say some some kind of interview. If he gets you know some kind of interview about um, about his time at Everton, I wish he would just say something that resembled an apology so a lot of blues could just let it go uh, but I wish him well I hope he does well over there as long as we don't face him in any European con- uh, competition anytime soon I hope he does well will he, uh, will he come in with derisory bids for any of our players from over there though uh, it'd be interesting to see and it, also uh, Mikel Arteta's coming out and saying that he's the one who told him to take the job so He's claiming credit for it, I believe. Uh, other news of the week. Uh, the international break. Boo. Uh, McCarthy is out of the Republic of Ireland versus Scotland game. Uh, but Stephen Naismith, uh, Darren Gibson and Aidan McGeady should feature. Uh, McGeady uh, is looking to face a uh, pretty, well, as McCarthy was if he played, a rough reception. Um, both Scots, uh, Scottish-born players playing for Republic of Ireland, so expecting to get a hostile reception there. Uh, so they both came out. In fact, McGeady came out and said that it's uh, he's not really bothered about the reaction. He'll just focus on his game. And a few people have said that it could actually spare them on. So uh, we'll see anyway. Also in the international break, Lukaku scored for Belgium. In a three-one win over Iceland, uh, he you know, he did well, did well to stay on side, good run through, but he got good ball on the plate really, and he just absolutely smashed it into an empty goal, which he should have done. Uh, he should have just smashed it against Pantilamon, Sunderland at the weekend. But there you go. Um, also, with uh, Lukaku, Lukaku and Ross Barkley met Pudsey. Uh, oh, I, I should have said Lukaku, Barkley, and Changi the Elephant met Pudsey uh, from the Children of Need. Uh, Children of Need this Friday, so they had they they all met up and uh, probably uh, last year last year I think there was a little feature on Everton, so we'll probably feature again this year. Um, also, good news after the in- international break. Morales is set to return. We don't know whether it'll be uh, for the West Ham game or the Wolfsburg game. Uh, he might not quite make West Ham, but oh my God, how good would it be to have Morales back? I thought he was really starting to show a good level of consistency before he got injured in the derby, uh, and he seemed really up for it this season. So hopefully he'll come back uh, with the same drive. And you, you know, the, the, we've not got many players in that side who can pick the ball up and terrify defenders and take it 20-30 yards and he's one who can do it so be good to have him back so don't let me down Kev when you get back um, other news uh, Ross Barkley uh, is this news it's just an opinion of a footballer who has won everything internationally 
uh, and also domestically. Uh, Xavi, uh, Barcelona legend, has said that Ross Barkley is currently good enough for Barcelona. He also said Raheem Sterling uh, is, so I, I don't know what his judgment's like there, but Ross Barkley's come out and said that um, he doesn't really, uh, there's no expectation, sorry, there's, n- there's no expectation on him. Uh, and he doesn't really feel that he just goes out and tries hard every game. Uh, so, and he, the comparisons, he's flattered by the comparisons with Rooney. Rooney's a true legend. Um, so, Ross trying to brush that off and uh, just get on with his game. So, that's good. Hopefully, he can just stay level headed and uh, just work hard at getting back to full fitness and get get his game back on song because the past couple of games he hasn't been great. But, you know, not. All players go through spells like that. So when he's back to full fitness, gets his confidence back again, I'm sure he'll dominate games like he uh, like he can do. Um, f- <laughs> talking about a uh, former blue striker, uh, Rooney there, uh, somebody who uh, was just pre-Rooney, uh, Franny Jeffers is back at the Blues, uh, just working on some coaching. He's in a volunteer um, capacity at the moment, just watching uh, and observing uh, how how the coaches uh, are working out. Working out, he's, I think he Phil Jevons seems to be back at the club, kind of coaching level. level. And he he said he spent a lot of the time watching Kevin Sheedy. Um, uh, some something about the coaching badges don't start again until the summer, so he's trying to get as much experience now before that starts again and he wants to go into either the coaching capacity or uh, into management so uh, it's quite interesting it's also during he had an interview with the Echo and said that he kind of regrets moving to Arsenal he doesn't regret his time there because obviously he was playing alongside Thierry Henry and under Arsene Wenger and he had all these players it was big camp as well Um so all these you know world class players there, so I don't think he'd regret his time there, but he probably could have done better in it with his career if he'd have stayed at Evan. So, uh, what was the other, the other question or the other thing he came out and said was, if people ask him what his club is, he, he will always say Everton. And I saw I saw him uh, down my way uh, a few years ago. I think it was it was the eve actually of the semi final where we played the shite and it was my birthday uh, and he was talking about them and he was just he, he just talked like a proper terrace blue you know like on the, like he hopes we do those dirty showers and you know all that kind of stuff and um, you know you don't normally expect to hear that kind of talk from a uh, from a former footballer but you know that's the way he was so you know he left he left for you know a bigger club at the time or you know a more successful club at the time it didn't work out for him he got a load of stick when he's come back a few times came back on loan maybe built built a few bridges back again but again another one I hope he does alright for himself because he, he, he's another um, proud blue uh, Some something that came out from Roberto this week uh, quite a long interview but the crux of it was that he uh, he says don't judge us on our progress. Don't sorry, don't judge our progress by the points we've got so far. You know, judge 
by where the team is and stuff like that. I, I don't know how a lot of Blues feel about this. Well, I know how some Blues feel. It's they, they, they feel it's not one of his better um, bits of media. Uh, of course, you, you're always going to be judged by how many points you've got. And ultimately, at the end of the season, that's, that's the only thing you can be judged by. So I think... As I say, not one of his best bits, but I can kind of see where where he's coming from. You know, he's trying to just say that the team's getting a bad start, getting there. Uh, so, you know, we we will be in a high position once everything clicks and once we have our players back. But you know, what if that doesn't happen? So, but you know, we all know Roberto, ever the optimist, ever you know using. Terms like incredible, like the the character we showed at Sunderland. I wish we'd. Sh- sometimes I don't think character is enough. Sometimes you need to just give someone good ass whooping. So, can we have some more of that as well as the character, please? Um, some bits of transfer rumor. Uh, we have been. We have apparently joined the race to sign Sayido Barahino. Uh, Barahino, sorry. Um, I thought we were already in the race to sign him, if anyone does sign him. Uh, but, you know, very good start to the season. Uh, called up for England. So, if he was available, then I would hope we would be in for players like that. Whether we get them or not is another matter. But, you know, it's, we need to be linked with good up-and-coming players. And he's one of them. So, if it's true, it's good to hear. One player who's been linked with... Uh, can we call him a player? Uh, one fella who has been linked with a move away from Goodison is uh, Aruna Kone has been linked with a January move to Levante. So I don't know what their scouts have been watching because um, he's not done anything. We haven't seen him for, uh, I think he appeared on the bench in the Swansea game, the Swansea Cup game when we got we got knocked out. Uh, but I don't know, has anyone seen him since? Maybe we should do our crime watch Whereas uh, we should revive it like we did last season with Apostolos Velios, or was it? Yeah, yeah. Should we? We should do it for um, Kone. Yeah. Or no, because it was just a rubbish segment. Anyway, so news of the week. A little bit of a little bit of everything there, from you know criticisms and internationals and uh, former players, managers not talking. Uh, the best that they can do and uh, you know yeah there you go anyway there goes the news and I shall be back with a social media look in a sec this is the not bitter just better Everton podcast if you haven't already go and like us on Facebook facebook.com slash EFC not bitter just better or you can find us on Twitter at just better EFC I'm going to have to talk for a second there. I don't know what a social media look is. Well, I do, but it's not what I meant to say anyway. A look at social media. There you go. Uh, so you have our links. Feel free to get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. As I said a few weeks ago, Instagram is just kind of, well, neither here nor there at the moment because none of us have got time to do it. So at some point, we will resurrect Instagram. Uh, but at the moment, meh. What can I say? Um, so question this week uh, how do you feel 
things are going at Everton at the moment. In, in fact, the, the question was, thoughts on Everton at the moment, who's doom and gloom and who's positive? So there does seem to be a lot of kind of negativity in, negativity in the air. Uh, I think it's expectation. You know, we've got a bright young manager and we did really well last season. And we've not actually really set the world on fire this season. So, I don't know, maybe a little bit of real, real, uh, a bit of like crashed down to earth a, li- a little bit. You know, we're still not doing that badly though. So, uh, some of the comments, Earl Dunn, who uh, I went to school with actually, uh, a few years younger than me, uh, he says, I'm sort of neutral, expecting more from some key players because of the form they showed at times last season. Granted, Barkley has been injured. Now starting to chug along as a team, not still not to- totally clicked, have we? And uh, no, we haven't. You know, that, at times, you know, we have. We've clicked. We clicked in the Lille game. Uh, at times in the Burnley game, we we looked okay, and the Villa game. Uh, but it's just more and off, more often than not, we're just you know some of the passing sloppy. Uh, we're not keeping. We're, we're keeping possession for a long time, but then we'll just kind of give it up cheaply at the end of a long period of possession. So, uh, Christopher Melwood says neutral as well. Some of our play in Europe is beautiful to watch, but we seem sluggish by comparison in the Premier League. Hope it clicks soon. Luke Griffiths, classic Everton, really. Start the season and ship goals for fun. Mistakes all over the shop, but score a few. Now we've sorted out the mistakes. And a keeping clean sheets, but can't score. Oh, toffee. <laughs> uh, life is a blue. Ha ha. Oh, and it's obviously standard. We lose every top player through injury for weeks on end. And um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at it, Barkley was out, Morales out, um, Dukaku was was you know carrying a knock at the start of the season. Barry, you know, just being hailed as you know the best midfield in the country, and then now he's out for a while. Uh, John Stones, the best defender in the country, apparently out for a while. Coleman out with this mysterious injury for a while. So this dead leg that did this stand in for a little while before he went a little bit AWOL as well. Uh, you know, just players that you don't really need these little, well, these little injuries and these big injuries. Uh, no club does, uh, but you know, with a with a squad. We've not got, still not got the biggest squad. We're doing okay squad-wise, but we're still got, still not got the biggest. Um, we just can't afford it, especially you know going into into the uh, Europa competition as well. We just need everybody back fit, you know. So if there is a rotation, then the best players can come in to uh, to, to rotate. So, uh, Muzzer James Murray. Uh, international break come at most perfect time for us get Kev back get Mo some full game time so he can step in Lukaku being piss poor I think when Kev is back we should go with Kev Ross Nacy and Eto in front give Rom a kick up the ass and this is a, a really good comment from Dale Anthony Burke times like this I just sit back and look at 15 years ago try it see not as bad as you as you thought is it so I was thinking about this the other day it's like Everton fans at the moment, we're kind of spoiled. Not spoiled as in, you know, like Man City fans at the moment uh, are, you know, their main worry is whether they're going to finish second or first uh, after, you know, a lot of trouble over the past, you know, relegation, roller coasters, or all uh, over the past 20, 25 years or so. You know, f- but 15 years ago, 
I, I think it was just uh, was it Walter Smith the Walter Smith days and it was just we had an aging squad you know we we were around you know the, the mid table to bottom half of the table for a good few years and you know that was doom and gloom but we kind of just took it you know you know we'd all say oh this is rubbish heaven but we'd still go we still have it now we're kind of as i say we're, we're spoiled a little bit because we did we started playing some good football we started signing some good quality players and uh so when we don't get the results you know i, th- I think i think everybody should have that little uh, oh that was rubbish and then go oh but remember walter smith remember uh mike walker remember those days so uh you know we we've got to compete with clubs who've spent you know 20 to 28 million a million times over so yeah yeah i thought that was a really good comment from dale uh right a few more i i, I want to do a few of these but uh there's, there was another question i put out which had a great response uh a few more of these though huey dempsey Positive, not doing great at the moment, but still aren't too far from top four and can only improve. Uh, Lee McDonnell, regular on our page. Need to sort out the last third tempo, speed it up a bit and get the ball in the box too slow at times. Uh, Jennifer Howard, uh, I'm American, which equals positive. Bobby and the team will sort us out. Yes. Uh, Callum Lapsley, could be worse, could be better. Plenty of room for improvement. Optimistic. I think... There's a lot of uh, optimism on, on on our page. Actually, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a little bit more split. Denise Bradley, I've seen us better, but I've seen us a lot worse. We'll be fine. Uh, Paul Kelly, doom and gloom every time with a smiley face. Uh, Stephen Woodside, overplaying in the Premier League for some reason, but seem to play with more purpose in Europe. We are not playing a full tilt at the moment, although we have done okay taking into account the injuries we've had. Got to be positive. Um, that's it's interesting. Oh, Ian North, mixed bag, really. Just think if we crossed the ball a bit more and played the ball in front of Lukaku, we would we would score more. Uh, final one, Sky uh, Sai J Scott, positive in Europe. I miss Delafeu. He was one player who could scare the opposition defence. Was annoying at times, but was class. McGeady is similar, but has too many tricks and not enough directness. Hope we get someone class on loan in January for the left wing. Uh, so, interesting. Um, but a, f- a few people, uh, I've seen a, a few a few members around on social media, Twitter and that, asking the question again, would you would you accept a mid-table finish? I mean, if it, and knowingly go for it if it meant going all out and winning Europa. We know that it's... We know that it's a, the winner gets a place in the Champions League, uh, so it is a good, you know, it's an amazing trophy for us, and it's very, is it doable? We're doing well in it. Obviously, when the Champions League clubs come into it, then you know the, the level in competition does go up an awful lot. But we should have hit our stride uh, playing wise by then, and we could beat on our day any team in the Premier League. So. It, can we do it against the teams who aren't good enough to stay in the Champions League? You know what level are they at? Are they around the top four still? Uh, yeah, you know, 
it's it's going to be an interesting challenge should we get this one point and qualify. So, uh, but I don't know what 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 do you think about that? If somebody said, you know, you're going to have a crap season in the league, you know, you're going to just plod along, but then in Europe you're going to be uh, you're going to be blowing teams away. Uh, it's going to be frustrating to watch, but in the long run. You know, if if it puts us in the Champions League, would we be ready for it? I don't know. Is that what it's about, or do we just want the silverware? So, interesting, interesting thing, uh, interesting points that people have been making, or questions that people have been posing. I've just seen also on our page this week, uh, James McCarthy turned 24 on the same day as our most successful captain of all time, Kevin Ratcliffe turned 54. So, happy birthday to them too. I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> Not. Um, another question I put out today. Uh, I want to do this as a regular feature and I want you to start sending in your voice clips. Uh, what's your favourite memory, memory as a blue? I did want to say that mine is something positive like the 1995 Cup Final uh, when Paul Rideout got the winner and uh, when Dave went up to get the FA Cup, um, I, I wanted to say something positive like that. I wanted that to be my favourite memory. And it is a great memory, you know, coming back on the bus on the way home. And I had the shoot magazine and I had the poster of uh, Everton and you know, all the Man United fans. We took it with good spirits because they just uh, lost the league the, uh, the week before, I think, to Blackburn. So they ended up with nothing. And they were singing... Um, something about uh, we are the Duncan disorderly on on the way back singing you know singing like joining in with the Everton songs but putting their own spin on it uh, so you know that was a good day that was a good memory I'm not quite old enough uh, to remember the 80s oh there's Mark Mark's just got in touch uh, he just <laughs> just as I'm talking about this idea about sending in your memories Mark's just got back to me saying yeah it's a good idea let's do it um, so uh, but my 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 memory that just most unbelievable feeling is uh, is that goal by Barry Orn. It was just you know we had no hope. We we had well we had very little hope. Two 0 down. Graham Stewart got an unlikely penalty when Anders Limpar uh, probably would have been booked for simulation in today's game. Um, and that was our little bit of hope, but. Nobody, nobody, nobody expected Barry Orn to do that. And everywhere just went absolutely mental. Uh, and I could proper, I could celebrate uh, in those days uh, because my back wasn't done in because I was only a, a youngster. So that's my best memory, most favourite memory. There's, there's been others that have been close, you know, there's, and there's been sad moments uh, as a blue as well. The Gareth Farrelly one. I I don't think that was, I don't think that was as big as the Wimbledon game, that Coventry game. It was big, obviously as big as in you know our our future was riding on it. But I think because we'd kind of been there and done that a little bit uh, with the Wimbledon game, I think I don't think I, I'm not sure about expectation is the right word, but the Wimbledon the the first one it was just bigger anyway. So, 
as I say, I, I, I think it's unfortunate that it's from one of our darkest periods. Like, I, I, I want it to be something nice, like something, you know, like, like I'm sure the, the boys who saw the, the the team lift the league and the Cup Winners' Cup, they're amazing memories for you to have. And I want you to share them with us. I want you to send them in as a voice clip uh, to notbitterjustbetter at, at outlook.com. So... Uh, I think you, you might be able to send voice clips to the page messages, but you'd have to save them uh, to your computer first. I don't think you can send them straight from your phone. But if you do a voice recording on your phone, you can just uh, save it and then forward it, email to, uh, yeah, not bitter, just better, at outlook.com. Um, so I'll just read a few from here because I want to hear them on their voice calls. Uh, Andrew Dutton. Bob Latchford's 30th goal of the 1977 78 season versus Chelsea. 6-0, what a day. Phil Crilly, Bayern Munich, semi final, second leg, upside down in lower Bullens. <laughs> um, Martin Dolby, I'm with you on the day of the great escape. Barry Horn strike, epic day. How different things could have been. I, I, I don't know, just, do people think we would have done a Man City and been like. Uh, a few people at the time were saying we needed to take that step back to take two forwards and it's crazy talk when you think about it like that but look at Man City they've been able to build a club and then build interest because they weren't you know that big of a club and then you know look at where they are now but would we want that Uh, Stuart Tag Close between the semi-final and the final in 95. The semi was just absolutely immense and we destroyed the media darlings. Everything about it was proper Everton. Yeah. Uh, that 4-1 uh, defeat of Tottenham uh, at Ellen Road. I We were gutted because we couldn't get tickets for that. I, I don't know why we couldn't in the end because we went to the other games. Um, but we, we it was just, you know, there was we, I think well, there was something like 17,000 tickets in the end and about probably about 50,000 Evertonians wanted them and it was then those days I think that when your season ticket ended in a certain number uh, they did it that way the, 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 like the kind of lottery first to get the you know sell the tickets and I think you can buy four at a time then um, but yeah I agree with Stuart you know everybody wanted to see all the media wanted to see a Tottenham Manchester United final and we just stuck two fingers up to the media and turned Tottenham over 4-1. And I think that game was probably bigger uh, than the final. I think possibly that game, the lads were so high and high on that. Uh, I think they, they knew that they were going to win, and your players talk now about it. I think they just had the feeling that they were going to win. So say the same feeling uh, that they had in the, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup in 85. Um Mark Bagnell says the home uh, the Barry Owen goal as well as probably uh, over Stewart's winner <laughs> where Hans Sager's uh, neglected to make an effort to save it really <laughs> so so there's a couple of Stig Anderson 95 FA Cup final because I hate Man U Sue Miller Andy King against the shite uh, let's see there's, there's one more that I wanted to share. Oh, John Thompson is uh, a lad I know as well. The Gosling goal was a good one. Jags pen against Man U too. And I love that picture of the Jags celebrating with his uh, just looking up to the heavens. Uh, Lee McDonald again. Semi at Goodison versus Bayern Munich. Best night ever. 
Uh, and Ingvi Johnson, the day I met a load of Evertonians in my ho- hometown, Bergen, Norway. So you, he's a good Norwegian because he's a blue. He's not one of these jarg, uh, copite Norwegians. So yeah, nice one. Thanks for following us, Ingvi. And yeah, nice to hear that there's uh, some good Norwegian blues out there. Uh, on one of Paul's nights the other day, there was a lot of there was some Swedish Swedish blues in. Uh, sat with Bob Latchford, so. Uh, we know we've got a lot of American blues and it's building and building and we've got some down in Oz so yeah nice to hear all that and hopefully uh, we can continue to provide some taste of Everton that you might not be getting uh, because you're not part of it over there perhaps Um, so anyway I hope to hear a lot more of that from you Uh, we want to get some more of your participation on the show Especially when Mark's not here because it's saving my voice. My voice is starting to go again. You can probably tell. Um, so, no preview for a, a weekend game. Again, because of the stupid international break. I've not even mentioned England because um, I, I just think... I think I, I did actually put out on our Facebook this week. We've just finally got Baines and Jags. Well, Jags in particular in a good run of form uh, after the World Cup. And he, he's going back with England again. I just hope... He doesn't get though. It just he just seems to have bad habits. They come back with bad habits from this inter, from the international break, and it should it shouldn't be like that. You should be going away on international break and um, learning about better picking up better habits. Um, just an interesting one. I'm just thinking out loud now. If Everton were to play England, and you know, obviously Jags would. If it was like, for example, like a FIFA lineup, team versus team in a simulated game, Everton versus England, who's better? Who would win that game? Because um, that that England squad, it's it's a little bit of a joke, really, when you look at it. When you consider, maybe it's just again we 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 we're following the golden generation, uh, where you had superstars all over the pitch, and now we've got. No marks all over the pitch. Uh, so it's interesting. In fact, I'm going to put that out as a question now. I'll probably be slaughtered for it, but I think it's an interesting one. Um, but uh, no game to look forward to. I want to say thank you all for listening once again. Another short show again because it's just me waffling on. Uh, if you are listening on SoundCloud and you're on an Apple device, Go and subscribe to us on iTunes. We seem to get more and more iTunes lately. Uh, And once again, share us on Facebook because the Facebook police won't let us uh, share our post more than once. Uh, It just filters it out after... after. I I think once you've got this same kind of code, they just filter it out so you're reaching something like, you know, less than 1% of uh, the people that follow you. And we've got like 11,000 something people on our page. So please do share so we can get seen by a lot more people spread the word just tell your mates organically see if they you know see if they want to get on board you know some people think we're wolves as we've been told again this week from both from bootle don't know maybe it's just our our opinions that make people think that we're wolves but there you go um yeah so thanks everyone again i shall catch you all next week